Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All of us are in a uh, in a super flex league. Like uh, we're gonna do the mock draft. We're gonna do, we're doing the mock draft. We're doing it every. We'll do it on Wednesday as well. I had the first pick. I got Jalen Hurts. Lawrence took Donovan Peoples Jones, which was a, <laughs> which is super weird at the four spot. Yeah, I thought uh, he was then, gonna go Justin Jefferson there. Yeah, I did too. But it's I don't know. It is what it is. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry. Served by Applebee's. Happy Mock Draft Day and welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. I'm Connor Rogers alongside Matthew Berry, Jake Croucher, and apparently Donovan Peoples-Jones' number one fan. He's back. It's Lawrence Jackson. Donovan Peoples-Jones will soon be what we like to call a friend of the show. Very soon. And he's going to get to drink for free here. But I, John, the way you draft him and talk about him, Donovan Peoples-Jones about to ready to be a friend of Lawrence. Like I can't wait to see the Instagram of you and you and DPJ like hanging out, shooting yeah, yeah, yeah. pool, and After like you know paid. whatever you know, playing uh, playing some video games, whatever, going to other people's podcasts, <laughs> taking pictures with notable figures. Yeah, you know, it's gotta come up in the world sometime. Lawrence's man. Instagram is. Uh, is a fun place to navigate. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that and let check you guys it out, check it out. Yeah. Lord don't lose. At, at, at Lord don't lose on the gram on the gram. We did a mock draft, Connor. We did. And there were a couple of themes that sort of, uh, you know, figured out they, they played out that I've seen before. Like, you know, I feel like we're so it's it's the and I'm just sort of diving in here. I don't know if we had anything to talk about it before, but um, I'm just going to dive in here. And so there were a couple of things that sort of themes that have started to play out because it's the four of us that draft. It's also, it's Pat Doherty, obviously, at Roto Pat, Denny Carter. Um, it is Kyle Dvorak. Uh, so, you know, our, uh, our fellow uh, Roto World analysts. And then you've also got some of our producers here. Right. Producer Pete, uh, who's, well, get, don't get me started, <laughs> Producer Pete. That's coming. Uh, producer Steven, we like Steven. He's a staple. And, uh, and Producer Damien, who we love. The... Uh, uh, oh, and apparently Penn State Blake. Do not forget Penn State Blake. Yeah, our, our Blake, researcher, baby. our researcher, our great researcher. It's okay um, Blake's demands. Let's call him Blake. Right. <laughs> well, we could call him Philadelphia Phillies Blake. We could, there's a lot of different, you know. Anyway, um, but anyway, I guess Penn State Blake and then, uh, and then producer Chris as well rounds out the 12. And so a couple things that, you know, anyway, hotly debated Donovan Peoples-Jones, Lawrence lusting after him. Jay Croucher desperately trying to take Michael Thomas, trying to make that happen. Jay oh, Crouch- no, he certainly did. No, yeah, Jay, Jay Croucher. Stole him in the fourth round. Yeah, Jay Croucher, Jay Croucher lives in, like, you know, 2014. And, um, and I crushed this draft like a grape. 
Like, I mean, it's embarrassing. I'm not sure you guys should be allowed to be called analysts at the same level I am, a, I am called. Like, you know, I use colleagues as a professional courtesy, but honestly, when you see this draft, when you see how badly I crushed you guys like a grape, I don't think colleagues is appropriate because it, 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 it insinuates some sort of equal footing, mm. and that's not the case after this draft. Would you prefer uh, man and grapes? Yes, and grapes, that that's exactly right. Yes, yeah. I, I just I feel like, you, you cheated. know. You cheated. Because right. The first Our, um, yeah, I was going to say, we could lay out the format. This year, which is how it shakes out. I'm just, uh, I'm, so. just, I'm just saying, if you could pray to the altar of TMR, that would, that would help you. I'm just saying, like, I... I want to go into your dressing room, Jay Croucher, and I want to see a big picture of me. I want to see a fat head of Matthew Berry right <laughs> shrine, there. Yeah, shrine. shrine. Yeah, exactly. If Jay with, used the dressing room. This draft board, right? I'm just with this draft board. With this draft board. Absolutely. It's a lot of crowing. I'm going to bring bad juju. Wait till you see, wait, I'm just saying, wait till you see this. Like, I'm embarrassed for these guys. I almost said, I said to producer Steven, should we air the show? Should we just air a repeat? <laughs> Because I don't want to... These Best guys have parent. careers. They have families. Like, they need to support families. Like, mm. what am I doing? Like, at some point, at some point, we need the audience to believe in these guys. <laughs> yeah. And then you're going to see this draft, and you're like, oh, man. Leave some I for don't the know what people. I'm doing. Exactly. You didn't leave any for the little people. I'm just... I feel bad for you guys. It's you see what happens when you get the first pick. You get the first pick, yeah. then you're too good for everybody. You know, you start off good with the first two, three picks, you know? Let's let's get into the draft format. Yes, it is let's a. Get into the draft. <laughs> it, the, I've been waiting for this. Here's show. the groundwork, and it'll explain. We're running the show again tomorrow. To everybody, why Barry is so confident it is a 12-team PPR superflex. Of course, in a redraft format, PPR superflex, aka for frauds. But we will still get through it. <laughs> uh, quarter, one quarterback, two wide receivers, two running backs, a tight end. Two flex spots, one super flex, obviously very popular Popular to use a quarterback in that spot. Six bench spots, which takes us to the draft order. Somehow, Matthew Berry ends up with the first <laughs> overall pick, which yeah. is a nice competitive advantage in a PPR super flex. Because guess there. what? The quarterbacks matter a lot. So here's the order. Matthew Berry at number one overall. I don't know how that happened. Number right. two, Kyle Dvorak. Three, producer Chris. Four, Patrick Darty, Roto Pat. Five, Denny Carter. Six, producer Damien. Seven, producer Steven. Eight, producer Pete. The trifecta of producers. Nine, Lawrence. Ten, Jay. Eleven, Penn State Blake. And somehow I ended up with the last pick. <laughs> right. For the record, for the record, we don't always have four producers on this show. I know people are saying, like, I've watched that show. It doesn't seem produced at all. So I'm just, I'm, it, which is fair. It's Three fair. of them are for you. Yeah, yes. <laughs> exactly. Three of them are just making sure I get here on time, uh, to be honest. And they, candidly, they do a poor job, honestly, if we're being honest here. But uh, So that's the, that's the murderer's row, if you will, of, uh, of drafters here. I did get, wind up with the number one pick. It's nice. Finally, something worked out for me in the world of fantasy football. We wanted to give you something. I appreciate We've that. We've seen you down and out. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of things have gone your way throughout your fantasy <laughs> you life. You need a head yeah. start, Matthew. It's like you're racing against Usain Bolt. You get a 50-yard head start yes. and a 100-meter dash. Fine. That's what make we go excuses you want. So we're we going to make excuses. You, yeah, we, we are. Definitely I already, are. I already, I already laid the groundwork of excuses. We need to make excuses. Before we get <laughs> into the draft... Get the Roto World Fantasy Football Draft Guide. Go to NBCSports.com slash draft guide and use promo code Berry20 for 20% off at checkout. As always, if you want to pay less, promo code J10, Connor5, or Lawrence1 will get you, <laughs> yes. uh, we'll yes, get you a percentage off. So it just depends if you want 20% off, 10% off, 5% off, or Donovan Peoples-Jones, 1% off. <laughs> 1% off is better than nothing. That's just factually correct. You, you walking on the street, you see that penny, you better pick it up. There you go. You're a little bit richer. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. 
All right, right, let's, let's take a look. Let's track. take a look at round one and see yes. how Barry kicked things off. I think no surprise with the first overall pick, last year's ride or die in Jalen Hurts. Of course, once again, this is going to be front loaded with quarterbacks in a super flex league. Number two, Kyle took Mahomes. Three, Chris took Josh Allen. Four, Roto Pat takes Joe Burrow. Denny goes a little bit of a different pathway. <laughs> as Res- he's front respect to, yeah. to Denny, as he's known to do. <laughs> takes Justin Jefferson at five. Nothing wrong with that. Damian takes Lamar Jackson. Sorry, Lawrence. Seven, producer Steven took Justin Fields. At eight, Pete took Justin Herbert. At nine, Lawrence took Trevor Lawrence. So eight of the nine first picks have been quarterbacks. And then we get a little bit of a different look here as Jay takes Christian McCaffrey. Penn State Blake takes Austin Eckler. And I close out round one with Jamar Chase. To me, the first surprise of this round came in, in pick four when Pat took Joe Burrow ahead of Lamar Jackson or even Justin Herbert, two quarterbacks that I have ahead of Joe Burrow. I love me Joe Burrow. He's an investor in FantasyLife.com. I love Joe Burrow's accuracy. I love his investment acumen. But it feels weird. To, I like, you like his I, golf? I, I like everything about uh, Joe Burrow. But the fact of the matter is, is uh, Lamar Jackson's going to have a monster season this year. Yes. And I, I think Herbert has a slightly better year, too. Just Here's the thing. Burrow had five rushing touchdowns last year, and I just don't know – how repeatable that is. That yeah. felt a little fluky to me. I think this round one is very, very illustrative of uh, this format and how people can get a little carried away with needing to take a quarterback yeah. straight yeah. away because of how important it is in a super flex league. And I don't know if it, whether it's an indictment on this group or just the super flex format in general, but I just don't think there are worlds where like Trevor Lawrence should be going in front of Christian McCaffrey and Jamar Chase. But in one way, I get it because you, you want you, to you get that guy. You want to know one guy. world where that would happen? The actual NFL. Wow. I mean, but fantasy. that's the point, yeah, though. That's, that's the point, is that the reason for the Superflex League is that too often fantasy football doesn't mirror real football. And obviously, there's a lot of ways that that's never going to happen. But if you threw all the actual NFL players into a draft and the NFL pl- teams did a real-life redraft, yeah. Trevor Lawrence goes many, many, many rounds ahead of Christian McCaffrey in a real in a real world NFL draft. That's you right. see a lot of quarterbacks, but also in the in the super flex, right? You end up getting value if you don't take the quarterback. You see Jay Croucher getting Christian McCaffrey at ten, like that's still solid. You ain't got a quarterback, right? But you still got him at ten, so well, that's fine. Back. But Aaron Rodgers also goes before uh, Christian McCaffrey in that situation, like, and I don't I, think I would argue that would ha- again. I would argue that if they drafted today, all the NFL teams, Aaron Rodgers would once again. That's go what ahead I'm of saying. McCaffrey. But he's not going ahead of Christian McCaffrey in this draft in this format. And I, I get the fair. the appeal, and also it does always seem a little bit strange that obviously quarterbacks are so outsized in their production in the real life and also in fantasy. And then if you only have one on your team, but you have two or three running backs, two or three wide receivers. It's a, it's a larger discussion that we don't have time for here. But the, the fact is, is that there's no perfect answer because the truth is, is that the reason the Superflex or two quarterback league was, existed, was established is because in a one quarterback, 10 team league, quarterbacks are way devalued. Yep. And it, it, it isn't right that you can just go to the waiver wire and pick up Kirk Cousins. Like, you know, I mean, right. that just that shouldn't happen. Right. You know that like, oh, I need a guy. OK, Derek Carr is sitting there and not that Derek Carr is great, but Derek Carr is like an above average quarterback. Like, OK, there's 17 points that I can just get. And so that's that's the issue. And but what's happened is by doing that, it skews it, it sort of fixes the problem too much. Right. Because whereas quarterbacks were too devalued in single quarterback leagues. 
Now they're way overvalued yeah. in two quarterback leagues. Superflex leagues are all about the quarterbacks. If it makes you feel any better, Jake Croucher, though, Chris McCaffrey is the emergency quarterback for the 49ers. We <laughs> saw that go. in the go. NFC Championship game. That's, That's right. To make the Super Bowl. There you go. I should have let him air it out more. <laughs> exactly. Threw a pass. Got, got to throw a pass in there. Yeah. Look good. All right, so round two. Let's get into round two. So, obviously, it swings back the other way, and this is where me, Blake, and Jay have some work to do because we didn't have quarterbacks. I take Dak Prescott. Blake takes Deshaun Watson. Jay takes Tua Tonga-Vailoa. And then, Lawrence, you take Anthony Richardson as well. So, you uh, you pair Trevor Lawrence and Anthony Richardson off I like with your first two picks. I like that, too. And we'll, we'll get to there in one sec. Pete takes Travis Kelsey. Steven takes Cooper Cup. Damian takes Tyreek Hill. So, now you have the wide receiver run. We're starting to make up ground there. Danny takes Stephon Diggs. Bijan Robinson comes off the board as, as the ninth pick in this round to Pat. Chris takes Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Kyle takes A.J. Brown. Matthew, you take your ride or die in Amon Ross St. Brown. So, Lawrence, you go for upside in this round with Anthony Richardson after getting a nice floor in round one with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, and when you think about it, look, in this draft, Anthony Richardson comes off the board as the 12th quarterback, and that's where a lot of people expect him to finish around. So at this point, I'm thinking wide receiver. I want to get one of these receivers, but I'm at quarterback 12 on the board, so I'm like, nah, he ain't getting back to me. Originally, I wanted to try to get sneak in there and get him in the third, but I'm like, nah, let me pair these two quarterbacks that I feel will be two top 12 quarterbacks and then let the rest of the board shake out. And by the way, I love the pick there, Lawrence. I, the fact is, is that, I mean, you screwed up your draft later on, but so far you're <laughs> off to a really good start. We'll but again, no, because honestly, like after you, like whatever, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, that's the round we're in. So if you're just sort of playing it out, like, okay, if at the end of this round is where the Tyreek Hill and Stephon Diggs of the world is, I know that when it comes back around to me, there's still going to be a viable wide receiver. And, right. you know, you did want, you did, uh, you did want, well, you, next round you didn't do a wide receiver. But whatever. The fact is, is that you can sort of look ahead and sort of see where players are starting to net out here. And I also don't mind the wide receiver run where it started happening, right? Because after Tua, it starts getting a little bit, I don't want to say dicey at quarterback, but it starts getting, there's a yeah. sameness. There's right. a sameness there, and the advantage you get at quarterback 12 versus quarterback 18 in a format like this isn't significant. The one difference maker to me is Anthony Richardson because that's a guy that has the potential to be a top-five quarterback, as we talked about yesterday. So he was like kind of the last of the tier for me to go quarterback, quarterback there. Yeah, and I think the equation with Superflex is at what point does, after you get past the truly elite quarterback, say the first seven guys or so, at what point is there a sameness in that next tier where you want to take McCaffrey or Jefferson or Chase in front of Dak Prescott or Trevor Lawrence or these type of guys? And so that's the what I did in the previous round is take McCaffrey, hoping that one of Dak, Tua, Richardson would come back around to me, and that's how I ended up with Tua. Yeah, I had the same thought process, picking at the end of the round. Do I love taking Dak to start off the second round? No, but if I don't take Dak Prescott there or Tua or Anthony Richardson, somebody somebody will. I'm done. By the time it gets back to me at the end of round three, there's nobody left. You're in the the Kirk Cousins Geno era. Yeah, 100%. That's the range you're in there. So it would have got ugly quick. And let's let's go to round three because now you start to have – I can't believe, though, that you guys let me have – thank you so much. You let me have Amon Ross St. Well, Brown, the sun god. We can start about the duo here because yeah. you picked back-to-back. You take Amon Ross St. Brown to close round two, and you kick off round three taking Saquon Barkley. Must be nice having the first it's, pick in the Superflex <laughs> draft. It's just insane. It just goes to show you that because Superflexes get so skewed that, you know what I mean, again, like – 
Jay, I have to ask you, now that you sit here and you see how it sort of played out, hindsight, of course, is 2020 for people that aren't me. But what I would say here is, is that do you regret taking Chris McCaffrey in the first round when I get Saquon Barkley in the first pick of the third round? Again, because there's so many quarterbacks that go, you can sort of wait on, you're like, I can't believe this guy is still here. But the truth is, is because it's so quarterback heavy, those guys will still be there. No, I don't break. think so. Because I think there's a differentiation between getting a tour and then having to wind up with Derek Carr or Kirk Cousins or whatever. And so I think that Lockie and McCaffrey, who I think is a tier above Saquon, and so just getting that and pairing McCaffrey with Tua uh, as opposed to pairing, I don't know, getting what? My other option there was Dak Prescott as opposed to waiting for Tua. So at that point, I'd rather have McCaffrey and Tua than Dak Prescott and then Saquon. Right. Yeah, it's a tricky fine line. Yep. I mean, it really is because there is, there is the line. risk. It is a hindsight situation because when you look back in round three, then you have no quarterbacks go until Blake takes Aaron Rodgers at the end of the round. So you do have that giant gap here. Yeah, I mean, like, and so the rest of the, you know, the, this is this is round three of a 12-team league just to show you again how quarterback skewed a Superflex league is. After I take Saquon at 3-1, three, at three absolutely steal him, right? So my start is Hurts. I'm on Raw and Saquon. I'm already crushing this draft. It honestly didn't matter what I did after this because I'm now on rails. But after me, uh, (laughs) Kyle Dvorak takes CeeDee Lamb. Uh, Producer Chris takes Tony Pollard. Then Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, Garrett Wilson uh, at 3-6. Jalen Waddell. Then Chris Olave. And then it gets to Lawrence at Lord Don't Lose. He wanted a wide receiver in the last round. He doesn't go wide receiver here either. Best player. I just, went, King Henry. I, I just went best player, man. Last year's RB4, despite the Titans having the 10th worst uh, offense in football, I just I just couldn't pass up on that uh, that 1,500 yards that he's going to run for eventually. Yeah, and to answer your earlier question, Matthew, I, lo- I would have loved to take Saquon Barkley in the third round, but you had the first pick of the third <laughs> yes, round, and I had the 10th pick, so I couldn't take him. <laughs> and I had to take Devontae Smith. Right. I, I will say though, Jonathan <laughs> Taylor. Exactly. Jonathan Taylor for Connor. They've given him permission to seek a trade. That pick at the end of the third round, that could end up being the, the best value pick in the whole draft, depending on if and where he goes. For the record, by the way, I don't know if you saw this because you, your phone is off, but I just got an alert. Jonathan Taylor has officially requested a trade from Connor's team to mine. So Ooh. just so you know. So, so we're working on it, JT. Yes. Don't you worry about it. Yeah. I get it. You want to play for a winner. It makes total sense to me. Yeah, yeah. We will work that out. I'm not going to play mark, part, pay market value, but like I might give you <laughs> right. a Donovan Peoples-Jones. Or yeah, something yeah, like that's that. what you don't have. Right. Right. Let's, yeah. Let's see on your 100%. roster. But I'm just saying, you, you so Jonathan Jordan Taylor Addison. has requested a team to – to a winning franchise. I think so, with that pick, yeah, honestly, go ahead and talk about Jonathan swinging Taylor, for at, ceiling because I, I didn't love how I walked out of the first two rounds. Right. Full transfer. I love Jamar Chase in round one. I think Jamar sure. Chase can yeah, easily yeah. be wide receiver one this year. I agree. Love that pick. Dak is a forced pick because of the quarterback situation and where I'm picking. So in the third round, I can't take a floor pick. Would I love to take you know another another quarterback or maybe uh, you know a Mark Andrews or someone like that? Sure, but I need to swing for the fences and hope JT goes somewhere and is a top three running back in fantasy. Yes, that is what you need to hope for. Yeah. And if and it doesn't will, happen, he, I'm going to be in last place. He will go somewhere. <laughs> he will go somewhere, and that is to my team. 
I look forward to that. All right, let's get into round four. So I kick off this uh, this round with Kirk Cousins' very exciting pick to kick <laughs> off round four. Jonathan <laughs> Taylor and Kirk Cousins. You yeah. like that? You yeah. like that? Blake, it, was, it was about this moment where Connor realized how much he hated his team. Yeah. Oh, time. completely. I knew I was going to call this draft a sham. I knew I was going to absolutely kill Superflex <laughs> on every phone call we have in the mornings to yeah. Damian. Uh, okay, so Blake takes T. Higgins. Jay, you take Travis Etienne. Lawrence, you take Jameer Gibbs, who has a monster ceiling this year. Pete takes Geno Smith. Producer Steven takes Daniel Jones. Everybody's kind of trying to find their QB2 now in this round. Damian goes with Mark Andrews, our second tight end to come off the board. Denny takes DK Metcalf. Pat takes Calvin Ridley. Uh, Chris takes Najee Harris. Kyle takes Keenan Allen. And the round closes out with Barry taking Jared Goff. I, I cannot believe Jared Goff got to me at the end of round four. You know, I mean, I, I have Jared Goff as, you know, quarterback 15. But, again, this is a quarterback who was top five in touchdown passes, top five in completion rate, six different games with 20 more fantasy points, which was tied for the sixth most. And as we've talked about with Amon Ra, to me, they were able to stack him with Amon Ra St. Brown. Massive mistake by 11 other people. And by 11 <laughs> other people, I mean everyone else in the league, including the three of you. Yeah. Like, in seven of his final eight games in a dome. Right where he plays where better, where he is much better. Traditionally, been much much better, and so, you know, as we cruise into the fantasy playoffs, just golf to Amon Ross St. Brown. Just get used to seeing that as you lose this league. Some of you won't make the playoffs, <laughs> but you know, like Lawrence might squeak in, and so I'm just saying that's that's oh, what your future uh, is. Squeak? Yeah, yeah. You're like a you're like a six seed. I, I've you're drafted two championship teams. I've drafted two championship teams two weeks in a row, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> what, are we, what are we talking about here? I got Jameer Gibbs, baby. I do like I, like I do Jameer like Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs, and it was interesting yes. to sort of see how the running backs went. I think if we just we flash that uh, flash the draft back up for a second here, and we talk about not our picks because we're going to talk about our teams still in round four. Um, yeah, but I, I was going to say in, in round four, just you know, you start seeing some of the upside picks here, exactly. right? So yeah. uh, so Gibbs and some of the honestly, this is about where the question mark running backs go, right? So. ETN, Najee Harris. Like, right. we love ETN. He could be awesome, but he could also lose a lot of stuff. Tank Bigsby looks great so far this right. preseason, right? Najee Harris at 410. Don't love that. I get it. You're sort of desperate for running back, but, like, Najee Harris makes me super nervous this year. I'd much rather have Jalen Warren at cost, right? I, you know, I do think some of these mid-tier quarterbacks in round four are pretty good value. Like, I think Steven getting Daniel Jones at 4-6, Pete getting Geno Smith at 4-5 are really nice values. Like, because those guys are going to flirt with top 12 numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it feels like Geno is one of the more underappreciated quarterbacks in Superflex and fantasy. He finished fifth. Right, exactly. Among quarterbacks last season, a lot of that was just him staying healthy. But also, Geno has rushing upside, which I always, I mean, we're pretty late into the Geno era now in terms of how many years he's been in the league, but there's always the scope that he might just run in a few more touchdowns than you expect. I also say Damien, I, I, you know, I like the diversification that Damien's doing here, right? He, in round... He started off. He started off with a quarterback. I forget who. But Lamar Jackson. Lamar. Ja- so he gets Lamar Jackson, right? And then he goes. Then he goes. Tyree Kill, Garrett Wilson in round three. So back to back wide receivers in round four. He yeah. stacks Lamar Jackson with Mark Andrews. And it's PPR. And it's PPR. So uh, Damian again. I think also saying like, okay, there's a kind of a sameness to these run- quarterbacks. I'm going to wait and fill out the rest of my roster. Let's head to round five. All right, Barry kicks off round five with Joe Mixon. Kyle takes Debo Samuel. Chris takes Russell Wilson. Rotopat takes DJ Moore. Denny takes Derek Carr. Denny waited on quarterback quite a bit in this draft. Damian 
takes Ramondre Stevenson. Steven takes Aaron Jones. Pete takes Amari Cooper. Lawrence, you go with DeAndre Hopkins. Jay goes tight end with TJ Hawkinson. Penn State Blake takes Damian Pierce. And I take Brees Hall to close out round five. So continue to swing on upside for me. I'm chasing points at this point of the draft. Lawrence, yeah. I want to kick off with you because yeah. you went quarterback, quarterback. Obviously a sound strategy in Superflex. Then instead of going wide receiver in round three or four, like most people have been doing in fantasy, yeah, yeah. you went with the top end running backs. Right. So you take your first wide receiver in this draft with DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, so my my receiver room is on life support at this point. So now I'm just going like, let me get a team's top receiver. Let me get a guy who's been productive. Let me get a guy who's in a system where you've seen that a receiver can get a thousand yards yeah. in it, despite it, you know, leaning on the run game. And that's DeAndre Hopkins, who was wide receiver in wide receiver seven in his nine games played last season. So kind of swinging here, but it's still DeAndre Hopkins. We got to yeah. talk about Denny's draft at some point, which at this point is going completely off well, the rails. Right. <laughs> no, you know what? Yeah, we will. But I, like, I'll just talk about here's what what Denny's doing is he is basically if he's if you're going to try to do something different in a super flex, right? Which is what he's doing. He's basically he's doing zero QB <laughs> in a, a super yeah. flex, which is you know Denny marches to his own drum. But here's the thing: you can get away with it if you're just like basically sure. quarterbacks. Like I'm just going to get 15 to 17 points for my quarterbacks, and that I'm just. But if you do that. And it, you can. You just need to crush every pick. And so he goes Justin Jefferson in the first round. Great. No issue there. He goes Stefan Diggs in round two. Awesome. Off yeah. to a good start if you're going with this strategy. Round three, he gets Josh Jacobs, which could work out amazing, right? Again, sort of swinging for the fences with the Jonathan JT, Taylor. Yep. And I will say I feel better about Jacobs at the moment than I do about Taylor right. in terms of him playing. Right? Then round four, this is where it goes off the rails for me. Um, <laughs> He takes DK Metcalf, and DK Metcalf is fine, right? But, I mean, like, I would have rathered some of the, like, I'd rather, you know, Calvin Ridley went after him. I'd rather Keenan Allen or J- Jared Goff, who I got. I, Joe Mixon we just talked about here. I would have, some of the other guys that, that went after, I, I'm just nervous. I prefer D- Tyler Lockett. If I'm picking a Seahawks wide receiver, give me Tyler Lockett at cost over DK Metcalf. Definitely. All right, let's jump into round six, and I want to continue that lack of quarterback talk with UJ in just a second. I kick off this round with Kenneth Walker after taking Brees Hall. Blake takes Terry McLaurin. Between the two running backs, you've got two good knees. Yeah. It's exciting for you. I'm going to put them together oh, yeah, and get one yeah. RB1. That's fantastic. Yes. yes That's exactly Our great. sports science in our fantasy program it's, it's is. How many yards is that put together, though? Yeah, exactly. So we're in a really it's, good it's place. It's really, really good. It's really, really good. Jay, you take Brock Purdy. We'll revisit that in a second. Lawrence, you go Darren Waller, who's been phenomenal this I summer for the pick. Giants. Pete gets Christian Watson. Steven takes Alexander Madison. Damian goes with Kenny Pickett. Denny takes Brandon Ayuk. Pat goes with Isaiah Pacheco. That's his ride-or-die suggestion this year. Chris takes Jerry Judy. Kyle takes J.K. Dobbins. And Barry, you take Mike Williams. So, Jay, you hadn't taken a quarterback since Tua. uh, I believe that was in round two. But you get Brock Purdy, who went right and went healthy. You can't ask for somebody to be in a better offense than Kyle Shanahan's. Absolutely. I'm just hoping that the skill players and Shanahan carry Brock Purdy to a, I don't know, QB 11, 12. I think that's in the range of outcomes for Purdy. And the problem here is that if I pass on Purdy here, when it comes back around to me, then I'm looking at like CJ Stroud as my QB2 in a super flex league. So I just needed to take, and if it wasn't going to be Brock Purdy here, it was going to be 
Kenny Pickett or Jordan Love. And so I just prefer Purdy to those guys. I just think that with the talent around him, he's got potentially a higher ceiling. Well, by the way, you also have Chris McCaffrey. and it's, yeah. You can't often stack a quarterback and a running back, but that's one offense and yep. two players that you actually can yeah. because McCaffrey is so involved in the passing game and he's got the ability to catch a seven-yard wheel route and turn it into a 40-yard touch, touchdown. Like, he's got that ability. So I don't mind Blake uh, Brock Purdy there. And I also think you bring up a good point here is that if you, if you decide to pull what we call around here a full Denny, um, <laughs> that you can't wait too long, right? Like, there's, there comes a point where you say, okay, fine, I'm going to zig where anyone else was zagging and I'm not going to take a quarterback or whether it's, you know, whether you're, everyone else is taking running backs and you're doing wide receivers or whatever. But you're zigging where everyone's zagging. At some point... You can't wait too long. You can't get too cute. You know what I mean? And so, right, you didn't see the value of quarterback there for a few rounds, but I think you made the right move in going, okay, like looking ahead, like if I don't take one here, I'm really screwed. Yep. And I'm also looking ahead at the people who are drafting when it comes back to me. How many quarterbacks do they all have on their roster? And a lot of those people only had one at that point. And so I just think that... I think it's easier to wait, in a way, on your first quarterback because, in retrospect, Denny taking Derek Carr in round five is a better value than me taking Tua in round two, I think. There's a gap between those two, but I'm not sure it's necessarily round two to five, as opposed to Brock Purdy going here. And if I wait on Brock Purdy, then all of a sudden, you're not that far away from getting into the Kyle Trask range. I I disagree with you, by the way, on the the Tua, um, Derek Carr thing. I think Derek Carr's best-case scenario is... QB 14, QB 13, 17, 18, maybe. Tua's best case scenario is third best quarterback in fantasy. Right? I mean, Tua's best case scenario is stays healthy all year. Tyreek Hill does 2,000 yards. Jalen Waddell does 1,700. (laughs) Right? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, seriously, like, I'm not saying that's likely. I'm not saying that's the most likely outcome, but his best case scenario is Joe Burrow from last year. Sure. Right? I just think. And Derek Carr, there's no range of outcomes where that happens for Derek Carr. Sure. I just think the range between round two and round five, say for a running back, might be between Nick Chubb and Bijan Robinson or like Kenneth Walker. I think that's a bigger gap than Tua to Derek Carr. But that's just me. I'm higher on uh, the New Orleans Saints passing game than most, it would appear. This is well. We'll get to that in a second. You are. You're you're, uh, insanely optimistic on the Saints passing game outside of Chris Olave. but, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that I agree with that either, just because while I certainly agree with the idea that, you know, the Chubb and Bijans of the world are much more uh, likely to, you know, crush than a Kenneth Walker, if you will, that there's a big get talent cap there. But I do think that, especially in a league like this, you have a better chance of filling in those running back gaps because, you know, every like we talked about this the other day on the, um, on the Seven Habits of Highly Effective Drafters show, right? I mean, like... Latavius Murray was a top 25 running back for the second half of the season, right? There, there, you got two really good usable games out of Deion Jackson. You got two usable games out of Alexander Madison. Like, running back and wide receiver are positions that you can piece it together as guys emerge, whether it's through injury or playing time or some of these murkier backfields start to, you know, separate themselves. Like, I, I don't know. I, like, I just, to me, I think it's, it's, you're, it's easier to find a running back that's going to pop for a handful of weeks, not necessarily the whole season, but there's going to be. A, it's easier to find a running back that will be a very a viable for a couple of weeks than it is to find a quarterback that all of a sudden bec- you know comes out of nowhere and becomes Brock Purdy, who was you know usable down the stretch. Sure. Just the last thing I'd say on that: Derek Carr QB seventeen last year, Tua QB fifteen. Tua obviously was hurt, but that's also baked into Tua. Sure. I, I believe Tua was QB ten on a points per game basis, though. Sure. When he's yes, not playing, you can replace him. Yeah, yeah. He did leave games early, so yeah. there is risk with Tua. There's no question about it. But 
He knows the how to fall down now, though. He does the stop, drop, and roll. Yeah. 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 All right, All right let's jump into round guys. seven. Too Barry soon. kicked this off with James Conner. Kyle takes Bryce Young. Chris takes Drake London. Pat takes Sam Howell. Denny goes with Jordan Love. So now that, you have that was some, the correct pick. By some, the way. some QB twos going in. Damian takes Christian Kirk. Stephen takes Chris Godwin. Pete goes with Cam Akers. Lawrence, you take Michael Pittman Jr. Jay, one of my favorite picks of the draft. You take Tyler Lockett Finally towards the end of round that seven. That is a good pick. Penn State Blake goes with Alvin Kamara. I close out this round with George Kittle. So Jay, if you didn't take Brock Purdy with the third pick of the sixth round. By the time the draft swung back to you, you most likely would have been out Purdy. You would have been out Bryce Young, Sam Howell, <coughs> Jordan Love. It could have got really scary for your QB2 situation. I mean, spoiler alert, but I think the next quarterback taken who was available was Jimmy Garoppolo right. at that point. And I'd much, much rather have Brock Purdy at that point. Yeah. And yeah, Tyler Lockett, I don't understand. Like We talked about like, eight touchdowns five years in a row, and he's the only quarterback yeah. that's only he, he to do He outperforms ADP every single year. It's, it's up and down during the season, but at the end of the year, the numbers are always there. And especially with JSN now hurt and, you know, hopeful to start the season. It looks but, yeah, unlikely yeah. now. Right. We're skewing that price way. out of an underdog. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, I just – I it took you a while to get to a good pick, but you nailed this one. Now I'm in the swing of it. Yeah. Now and Michael like, Thomas I, is I, coming up. <laughs> I, uh, I like uh, producer Pete's pick here, too, in the seventh round, Cam Makers. He, he waited a while to get yeah. his first running back. Right, but if you're gonna wait that long, get a guy who's the you know the for sure Volume. workhorse right. in that situation. Top five running back the last several weeks of the season last year. There are a number of guys sort of in this range that qualify there, right? So I mean, like again, Cam Akers, I I agree with you. The very good uh, pick by by Pete. James Conner's another guy that again, like again, there's health concerns, and I get that the team's not gonna be any good. But James Conner is going to average close to 20 touches a game this year. Yep. As yeah. long as he's healthy. Like, he's all they got. At the moment, he's all they got. Pat steal a draft with Sam Howell. A lot of people say, should he have gone before Mahomes? You, some people are saying that, yes. But um, that's who you should have taken, obviously, <laughs> instead of Brock Purdy. It's who Denny should have taken instead of Derek Carr. Um, it's who uh, Lawrence should have taken. In, in all seriousness, <laughs> don't sleep on Sam Howell for real. Right. Oh, Thank you. Real. Finally, some sense on this table. I, I'm a fan of the game before anything. Yeah. And we saw, we just saw him on display in the preseason. Now it's preseason, but it's better to look good in the preseason than bad. Would you take like Sam Howell over Derek Carr? Yes. Oh, because of the rushing, I would too. Wow. Yeah. So you don't I like that. I really think you can I'll do a a bit. Most, more fantasy points at the end of the year. Sam Howell versus D- Derek Carr. Do that's, no, a that's a good, that's that's a good bet. bet. Yeah. Not at that taco place. We'll no, <laughs> no, 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 absolutely <laughs> not. Place somewhere shall not be somewhere I can order off the adult <laughs> menu. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah, come on, Someone's keeping track of all of our bets, right? Jay and I Jay and I are going to do dinner together for like two weeks. Sam Howell related so far. I think so. Your wives are going to have some questions. Dinner again with Jay? Again? night in a row. I mean, you told me that one night in Buffalo, that shower was a one-time thing, but now you guys are <laughs> trying every restaurant every single Stanford, night. What's going yeah, on? What's going on? Round eight, I kick things off with Mike Evans. Blake takes Deontay Johnson. Jay takes Hollywood Brown. Lawrence goes George Pickens. So we have a run of four wide receivers in a row there, all with pretty decent upside. Pete takes Miles Sanders. Steven takes DeAndre Swift. Damian goes with Jackson Smith and Jigba. I believe that was before he got hurt, ultimately. Yep. Denny goes with Kyle Pitts. Pat takes Dallas Goddard, so back-to-back tight ends. Chris goes with Javante Williams, who is back on the field now. Kyle goes with Rashad White. And, Barry, you close this thing out by taking James Cook, who's looked really good for Buffalo this summer. He really has. Again, 
Just continue a theme of me crushing this draft mm, yeah. like a grape. We'll t- I, I, I think James Cook is massively underrated. Uh, I think he's going to have a monster year. He is getting, if you look at sort of his utilization with the first team, it's all small sample sizes, but in the preseason, like, it does not appear um, that Damian Harris, Latavius Murray, any of the other guys there in Buffalo are a threat to him in any significant way. He's going to be the lead running back. He's going to get 65 70% of the snaps and the touches on one of the best offenses in football, mm-hmm. uh, among running backs. I, I just, you know, so I, uh, I continue to love uh, getting James Cook here. And it's also, I think, it's just interesting, Pitts and Goddard here in round eight. It just goes to sort of show that, like, I think if you're going to skimp on a position, which you sort of have to do in a super flex, especially if you start out quarterback, like, tight end's not a bad place to yeah. kind of wait. Like, I, Dallas Goddard in round eight, I don't mind at all. And, like, what, yeah. we're, you know, I don't know how you feel about Kyle Pitts for your Falcons this year, one of the many teams you root <laughs> really, for. Gr- really Lawrence. great about it, to be <laughs> okay. honest, you know. Well, 10 really, out of 10. Really, really great. But, but, so, speaking on the tight ends in this draft, right, seeing that Kyle Pitts and Dallas Goddard went two rounds after I got Waller, I was starting to feel like I could have maybe gotten them around later, but then maybe not. So it's just like get the guy because I didn't spend on receivers early. So I wanted to get Waller, who's like he balling right now. Waller's got a chance to, you know, he's not going to finish his tight end one as long as Kelsey is healthy, but he could be right there with Andrews. I I think a healthy Darren Waller has a monster season this year. They're going to be an above-average offense, and he's going to lead that team in targets, receptions, yards, possibly Already showing it, too. Yeah. They love Waller there. He's a perfect fit for that offense. So I really like the Waller pick, actually, because I do think he's a significant cut above some of these other guys. Lawrence, you get George Pickens in this round. It feels like every time we get a video from Steelers camp, it's George Pickens making a one-handed catch. We know Kenny Pickett is trying to build a rapport with him. I think George, I know Deontay Johnson went two picks before you, but there's no reason George Pickens can't develop into the number one wide receiver. Yeah, that, that wide receiver one in uh, Pittsburgh is up for grabs right now. And if Kenny Pickett is to take some sort of step forward, it'll be along with the guy he came in with in, uh, in George Pickens. So, yeah, we see in all the camp, yeah. the great catches and stuff like that, right? But we sh- we'll see a little more targets and a little more intermediate play with him as well. All right, our last round we're going to show here, round nine. Barry, you take Jordan Addison. I'm surprised. Kyle takes Jahan Dotson right after that. Yeah. Did you, you didn't see Jahan Dotson on the board? This is surprising. I, I, I did yeah, see did Jahan up? Dotson. Yeah. I don't think I messed up. <laughs> right. I like Jordan Addison. All right. I like Jordan Addison quite a bit. Chris uh, takes Jimmy G. Yeah. Pat takes Gabe Davis. Danny goes with David Montgomery. Damian gets Dalvin Cook. Steven takes Evan Ingram, kind of shows you the value of tight end in rounds eight and nine. Pete gets A.J. Dillon. Lawrence, you go with Odell Beckham. Jay, you get Brian Robinson. We'll revisit that in a little bit as well. Blake takes Zay Flowers, who looked really explosive the other night, and I close out this round with Traylon Burks. All right, Barry, the floor is yours to uh, explain your betrayal of your commander's favorite, Jahan Dotson. Uh, Why is I don't... doing that? <laughs> well, first yeah. off, as much as I like Jahan Dotson, uh, you know, again, a lot of his usage in that preseason game came after Terry McLaurin left the game. I think they're going to spread the ball qu- around quite a bit. I think, you know, part of what happens during Sam Howell's MVP season is that he gets everyone involved. Involved, You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be McLaurin. Some weeks it's going to be Dotson. It's going to be Curtis Samuel. It's going to be the running backs. It's going to be whether it's Logan Thomas or Cole Turner, whoever the tight end is there. Um, I'm, I will say this just on a personal level. I don't actually, as much as I like hype up the commanders or the Washington football team, whatever it is, the truth is, is that I know that I'm always going to be rooting for them. So I don't need them on my fantasy team that, you know, and so 
Anyway, I have plenty of Dotson. Uh, I've been in a lot of dynasty leagues as well. But I'm a big believer in, in Jordan Addison. What I've said on this show before is that he's going to be my highest-ranked rookie. I have since – I then moved JSN over him, and now with the injury, I'm going to move Addison back over JSN. Uh-huh. New rankings update coming out tomorrow on Thursday. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, they're both right there. They're both right there. This is kind of the high upside wide receiver round, right? I looked at Addison at this pick. I looked at Gabe Davis with this pick, who I absolutely love uh, as well. You, you know, you've got both Baltimore guys going in this round, Beckham and Zay Flowers. So it's really interesting here. Lawrence, you take Odell Beckham. We had a conversation this week amongst the three of us. Who will be the guy out of the wide receiver room in Baltimore? Will it be Zay? Will it be Rashad Bateman? Will it be Odell Beckham? I'm hanging so on just- to- my Rashad Bateman hope. Yeah. What do you think? Is Rashad Bateman yeah, for yeah. you? I believe Zay for you. Zay for me. Right. Interesting. So, so I, I'm, I'm going to say Odell, especially to begin the season, right? He's the, you know, he's the most proven. He's coming in, and he's quickly built a rapport with Lamar Jackson. We saw Zay Flowers make a couple of plays there, scoring a touchdown in the preseason. So it, this wide receiver room is probably the hardest to call because you have a bunch of, you know, it's like 1A, 1B, 1C situations. So that's why they're all getting picked in the same range. If you want to see the rest of this draft and everything else written out, I believe it'll be written up on NBCSports.com, RotoWorld.com for free probably by tomorrow. So be sure to check that out. And when we get back from our break, we'll look at our entire rosters amongst the four of us. So we'll be right back after this. You've never seen three men grown cry, three grown men cry until next break. Where do you see this? A lot of tears. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Be sure to tune in to our first Fantasy Football Happy Hour Draft Season Marathon this weekend. Head to Peacock this Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time as you pre- uh, prepare to dominate your drafts. Order yeah. a pizza, sit on the couch for 12 hours, watch every episode that we've done. You know who should watch that? You know who should watch that? Let's hear it. The three of you. Mm, yeah, because you is- did not dominate your draft. I don't need to watch it because I did dominate my draft. The three of you, 2 p.m. Peacock, I want all of you on your couches taking notes. I want photos from all of you. I'll post I on want Instagram, all of you. me watching the marathon. I want you like the, the, the office meme of like, you know, uh, yeah, just doing that. That's what I want, taking notes. All right. Should we take a look at the 27 yeah, Barry, Yankees? You can, you can continue your, <laughs> your victory lap here. Here's 
Barry's team that, this thing you know, of beauty. no Look lottery for the draft selections. He just ended up at number one. Uh, you know how that goes. Oh, looks like so here's my team. Yeah. So at okay. quarterback and super flex, I have Jalen Hurts and Jared Goff. My running backs are Saquon Barkley and Joe Mixon, who last year averaged over 19 touches a game, five straight seasons of averaging at least 19 touches a game. Volume is king. And he had the third most goal-to-go touches last season. There's no other competition in Cincinnati. I think he will be – he won't be the most efficient guy, but volume gets him there, and I think he got unlucky with the touchdowns. I'm as a top-10 running back. It's like my fourth pick. My wide receivers uh, are uh, – uh, I'm on Ross St. Brown, my ride or die, of course, and Mike Williams, who – I said this on yesterday's show, so I'm, I'm back, you know. Put my money where my mouth is. I like Mike Williams at cost over Keenan Allen. I think – this is the year that we go, oh, you'd rather have Mike Williams on a, uh, that Kellen Moore Chargers offense than you would um, uh, Keenan Allen there. Uh, my flexes, we talked about James Cook. We talked about James Conner. So I've got a little bit of upside there with uh, James Cook. I think he's going to be the lead running back, one of the best offenses in football. And James Conner, at 18 or more fantasy points in five of his last seven games, played at least 90% of the snaps in five of his last seven games. Back-to-back seasons with over 15 fantasy points again. Volume is king. My tight end is Dalton Schultz. He's fine. He's fine as a tight end. He's a, you know, I, I punted on the position, he right? He plays tight end. Right. He plays tight end. He qualifies a tight end. But, I like Higby better, but, and he's on your You know what? I got Higby later. And by the way, those are two guys that, that you want to sort of talk about cheap volume or cheap targets. Dalton Schultz and Tyler Higby are both guys that could either, uh, well, Higby's not going to lead his team in targets, but both guys could easily be top two on their team in targets. Right, I mean, Schultz actually could lead the Texans in targets, but he'll be right there. Uh, and then in terms of sort of my bench, Jordan Addison, who we talked about, Zay Jones on that Jacksonville offense. I went Kyler Murray and Colt McCoy. My assumption is that there'll be an IR spot in this draft, so I can throw Murray into the IR spot, and then I have McCoy as a third quarterback if I need him until uh, Murray comes back. And then as my last pick, this is how you do a last pick, Lawrence Jackson, not Donovan Peoples-Jones. Marvin Mims, an actual wide receiver with some upside. Very narrow target tree. Very narrow target tree in Denver now. He's already Mm. running as the third. This is a kid that I absolutely loved interviewing when I talked to him at the NFLPA rookie premiere. Jumps off the tape. He's somebody that can go deep, Connor. And we know Russell Wilson. The one thing that was working for him last year was the deep ball. Yeah, I mean, he caught 20 touchdowns during his short time at Oklahoma. He's a phenomenal player over three years there. Uh, I don't believe in... Russ anymore, so I think that's the biggest question I have. You don't I believe he exists? Or <laughs> I, don't I don't believe in anything going like on a, there in Santa Denver. Wow. Like but wow. I think that, that, that kind of limits the ceiling for Mims early on, but I, agree, I could Connor. be wrong. Yeah. No, well, you, listen. I'm in on a Russell. I'm in on a, a Russ run, the, Renaissance. The Russell Sons. Oh, yeah, the Russell Sons. Yeah. yeah. Did, did like Russell that? Wilson make that up? Because this sounds like something that he it, actually would make up. Yeah. 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 Sure. He, he, did, he just me. did right yeah. there. That's, that was yeah. 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 Let's ride. Yeah. Let's ride. <laughs> listen, anyway, Matthew. we're playing this. I'm, I'm just telling you right now. We're gonna we're gonna make this a best ball league, and we're playing this league out. We're gonna throw this onto some site, and we're gonna play best ball because that team is too good to go away. Listen, Matthew. Everyone knows the PPR Superflex is all about the tight end. Position and your tight end position is very barren. So <laughs> you're going tight end down, premium. my friend. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's get into Lawrence's team here. Uh, Lawrence, I'll let you take it away here. I yeah, know your yeah. first pick is Trevor Lawrence. Take it yeah. away. Yeah, unlike Matthew, I had to you know start my pick at the nine spots. So right. I took, I took T Law. That's a top twelve quarterback. I come right back. Get Anthony Richardson, who's gonna who's gonna blow up as a rookie. Uh-huh. Hopefully, he has Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Then in the third round, I want to go receiver, but I can't pass up the king, man. Just year after year, fifteen hundred yards, and then we already know about Jameer Gibbs, right? 
we, we know what he could do out of the backfield as a receiver. Um, they sat him the last preseason game, so you know he's going to be an important part of the offense. So now I finally start, you know, hey, I got to get a receiver here. I go DeAndre Hopkins, like I said earlier, was wide receiver seven last year in the nine games that he played after suspension. So because of my, you know, lack of uh, depth, that receiver, I got to get Waller here. I believe he's a top three tight end in fantasy this year. That showed on just one drive in the preseason with Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones literally was staring at Darren Waller. Every drop back saw four targets, three receptions, and 30 yards on a single drive. So I like him. Go back to receiver Michael Pittman again, coming off a 99 catch season. He's their number one guy, George Pickens. And you stack him with Richardson? Yes, sir. George Pickens in the eighth round here, uh, right? 800 yards as a rookie. That's solid. Again, like I said earlier, if Kenny Pickett is to, uh, if he's to ascend, then George Pickens has to do it with him with more than acrobatic catches. In the ninth round, I'm, I'm stacking receivers. I, I call this section like the one of those guys because one of those guys got to pop off for me at receiver. I, I choose uh, Odell Beckham here out of that Ravens receiver group. He's built a nice little connection with Lamar. Now we get into the bench slots. I go Khalil Herbert here. Now the Bears running back situation, this will be probably a three-man committee, right? But Khalil Herbert, to me, well, not to me, it's it's what's going to happen. He'll be the first running back to trot out there when the Bears uh, open in week one. Uh, Round 11 here, I just go Kadarius Toney, right? Chiefs offense, Patrick Mahomes, again, one of those guys. One of those guys on the Chiefs offense besides Travis Kelsey. Got to catch some passes. I think Kadarius Tony's injury dropped him a, 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 a few rounds, so that's that. Then I go Desmond Ritter, baby. He's the last starting quarterback uh, on, left on the board. So I, 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 Taylor, Taylor ta- Heineke. Look, Taylor Heineke, right? He yeah, said, Washington football legend. He, you, know, you know what Taylor Heineke said a couple days ago? He said, I'm having trouble. He said, I'm having trouble learning the long plays. And then Arthur Smith was like, well, we like to challenge him. So I don't know. That ain't a good sign yeah. for your boy. How, I, long, how long of a play is handoff to Bijan? <laughs> but he can't figure it out. He can't figure it out. Desmond Ritter <laughs> all the way, Matthew. Pitch it to Bijan. <laughs> Bubble screen to Bijan. Hey, Desmond Ritter, yeah. point guard. That's all you got to do. I end the draft with Sam Laporta, Jeff Wilson, and another guy. MVS, see Deacon Pete, a.k.a. Yeah. our producer okay. Pete. He sniped me for Donovan Peoples-Jones, no. right? So I found another guy with three names. <laughs> yeah, he's on the yeah. Chiefs offense. I, I, believe, MV- I believe Jaron Jackson Jr. was taking right. the three rounds early so <laughs> exactly. he couldn't get triple Exactly, Jackson Smith and Jigba. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So I just um, – yeah, producer Pete, like I, I've been doing Donovan Peoples-Jones jokes for literally a week, <laughs> right? And I was just like – I, I literally yes. said in the group chat, I said, Lawrence, you have to take – you have to take uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones. And the pick before, the, literally the pick before Lawrence, producer Pete, who's a comedy goalie, God forbid we ever have any fun on this show, <laughs> producer Pete <laughs> takes Donovan Peoples-Jones. He doesn't even like Pete Donovan Peoples-Jones. I'll be honest with you. Producer Pete told me he doesn't even know who he is. Yeah, he's well, not well, he's going he to know just, now. Just to, just to ruin our fun, just to have, just to have chaos, it, producer Pete. The Thank work. you, Pete. I'll take Producer Pete never drinks for free. I'm just letting you know that right now. <laughs> Twice the price. Twice, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Double the price for Producer Pete. All right, Jay, take it away. Outrageous. Okay, let's I take a like look the, at it. last thing I was going to say is the Khalil Herbert pick I actually think is really good. Too much, a lot of people think that, that Chicago backfield is going to be kind of a three-headed monster, uh-huh. and so Herbert's going really late. But 
I think there's a chance that Herbert gets like 70% of the touches in this game. I mean, like, he is somebody who is there who's been explosive. We've talked about the fact that we think there's a chance Roshan Johnson is actually inactive in this game. It's going to be a healthy scratch to start the season. So I thought Herbert was a really good pick. Okay, let's take a look at my team. Yes, let's. Let's dive in. Okay, well, the big news is I was able to get Michael Thomas in the 10th round. He should have gone four (laughs) rounds earlier. Jeez, this team, it looks like a 10 and 7 type operation. (laughs) Minnesota Vikings. (laughs) (laughs) Six point dogs to the Cowboys in wild card rounds. I want to just. Find somebody who looks at you the way Jay looks at Michael (laughs) Thomas. I really think he's going to have a good year. I want to highlight a couple of guys. One that we haven't talked that much about Marquise Brown, who I think is being a little underrated because people just. There's this stench around the Arizona Cardinals. Guess what? They're terrible. They're going to be throwing a lot, and they're going to be throwing a lot to Marquise Brown. He was perfectly fine last year. I understand a lot of that was with Kyler Murray, but on a per-game basis, he averaged the same points as Debo Samuel right there with Chris Olave and DK Metcalf. So he's being undervalued. So very happy to get Travis Etienne, who I'm coming out of almost every draft with. Got the Etienne-Thomas hookup pretty much all the time. I think Etienne, last year, second in the league in yards over-expected, but he didn't break many 10-yard-plus runs, and I think he's got more explosion in him this season. All right, let's jump right into my team to close this thing out before we take a break. Obviously, a lot of upside play. It's tough when you pick last in the Superflex draft. I'm already making excuses. Not for all of us. Dak Prescott is my QB1. Jonathan Taylor and Brees Hall, my running back duo. Go ahead, Barry. What do you no, got I just hear a lot of excuses on this mm, table. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, Jamar Chase, I got in the last pick of the first round. I think he finishes as the top wide receiver in fantasy football. This is a PPR league. Mike Evans feels like he's on a mission to get 1,000 yards for the rest of his life. George Kittle got him pretty late at the end of the seventh round. Flex spot gets a little dicey. Kenneth Walker, Traylon Burks is banged up. Might have to play Antonio Gibson Uh-oh. out of the gate. And Kirk Cousins in the super flex spot. The uh, often laughed at and underappreciated Kirk Cousins. And your boy I, Baker Mayfield. I like I like Jared Bell, I like Gerald Everett at thirteen twelve. I think that was a really underrated pick. Um, and Adam Thielen. It's nice that you drafted somebody older than me. <laughs> it said it couldn't be done, yeah, and I wanted to show them it. to believe. We'll be back. The rest of these on NBCSports.com. <laughs> We're going to give you permission to seek a trade. It's a little bit like my wife saying, like, hey, Matthew, feel free to hit on Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, go ahead. Knock <laughs> yourself out. Goes. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's like, yeah, sure. You know, like, if you can get Michelle Pfeiffer to go on a date with you, knock yourself out. Like, oh, it just, Michelle I mean, like, Pfeiffer. right. I mean, I don't know. I was, I was just trying to think of somebody. Um, a slice uh, of humble oh, pie. I, is I, was, I, was, yeah. I was trying to go for who's somebody that's clearly out of my league yeah. that would never, that my wife has no fear of yeah. losing me to. And yeah. There's a long list Michelle of women Pfeiffer. I could have chose from, and yep. that was the first one that came up to me. Michelle Pfeiffer, if you're watching, here's your chance. Win a VIP trip for two to watch a live taping of the Fantasy Football Happy Hour go behind the scenes, meet the crew, and get a front row seat to all the fantasy (laughs) insights and debates to help you win your league. I hope you're listening, Michelle. Live from the NBC Sports studio. Enter now at NBCSports.com slash Barry Sweeps. Michelle Pfeiffer drinks free not only today but always, as does Anne Hathaway and Halle Berry. Just so you know. I know they almost. Yeah, yeah, sure. Add her to the list. By the way, Michelle doesn't have to enter the list. I'll fly her out here if she wants to. All right. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here for Lord's Day. Connor, I'm Matthew. Peace out. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. 
Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.